Let's just get the shit. Don't worry. You'll get the shit. You'll be knee deep in the shit. It's the comic, the comic, the comic, comic book book. Like I said, this is the Comic Book Bullies. We are doing a, uh, a special episode. We decided to try something a little bit differently. It's something we've been talking about, but we decided to uh, actually go ahead and put it in motion. And what we're doing is that we're going to start doing uh, basically audio commentaries for movies. Good movies, shit movies, movies we've never seen, whatever. Now, one we're doing today, as you can see on the screen, or if you listen to this on the podcast, today we're doing Tales from the Hood. Uh, Eli, can you can you give me something about this movie? Uh, yeah, this was uh, made in 1995, directed by Rusty Kundiev. Is that how you say his name? Um, I think so, yeah. Yeah, he worked with Spike Lee. Um, I know he was in, I think he was actually an actor in School Days. Uh, and he, and he, he was the director of Fear of a Black Hat. So that's Which I love. Yeah, that's a great. Like if you yeah. if you like CB4, watch Peter Black Hat. It's like <laughs> CB4 times twenty. Yeah, it's way better than CB4. <laughs> I um, but yeah, he he's been he's a writer filmmaker. He's been working mostly in TV uh, over the past uh, recently. That's where he gets most of his work. But he's been talking about well, he's actually made Tales from the Hood too. So um, which is premiere. I think it did its premiere at the Fantasia film festival um and uh, it's coming out either on demand or blu-ray this 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 fall so um i'm excited for that and I, i've seen i actually went and saw tales from the hood the original in the theater when it was released back in 95 when it was released is that what, yeah 1995 damn, so this is over almost yeah. 25 years yeah damn 20, damn, damn i'm old so okay. so <laughs> listeners and viewers or whoever doing this i'm going to make a confession I've never seen this movie before. <laughs> so, I'm, in fact, I may have briefly even heard about this movie till Eli started talking about this movie. So, yes, uh, yes, I'm black. I have not seen this movie. So, yes, I will hand over my black card <laughs> before the movie starts. <laughs> well, you're, you've said you've said many times that you're not a horror guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a horror guy, and to be honest, not only am I not a horror guy, I'm really not a hood movie guy either. Oh, okay. I watch a few of them, stuff like that, but I won't go out of my way to see them. Like a lot of a lot of the ones I've seen, I just have to be sitting there watching HBO and they're just on. I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. But I've I've never just I'm going to go out to the theater and I'm going to schedule my time around it. I've never been that guy, even with any of them. So, you know? so, so no, no above the rim on opening weekend. No, <laughs> <laughs> hell no. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I eventually saw it. Like, a lot of these hood movies I saw, like, years down the road when I was just like, yeah, I've never seen a movie. Might as well just go see it, you know. Eventually I see Above the Rim and, oh, shit, I can't remember the rest of them. You you, you fill in the blank. Whatever you're thinking of, <laughs> I, I took a while for me to see it. Yeah. But this actually came out, um, Tales from the Hood came out around that whole, there was, like, a, a black film explosion in the early 90s. You had... You know, John Singleton, it all started with, well, Spike Lee. It all started with Spike Lee with the, uh, Do the Right Which Thing. Which Spike Lee is one of the producers of this movie. Yeah, yeah. Spike Lee actually produced, well, because, yeah, because Rusty Kundiev worked with Spike Lee. He got Spike Lee to produce this movie. So he actually helped out a lot is what I understand. 
um, got opened a lot of doors for them to get a lot of funding for this movie. Because the studios, this is like a rare occasion. This is a, a black horror movie, a studio horror movie, which uh, which is rare. Like I said, it all, Spike Lee's, I mean, he had made like She's Got a Habit and School Days, but he really broke through with Do the Right Thing. Um, and that sort of launched black filmmaking. Then you had John Singleton with Boys in the Hood. You had uh, Fresh. The with Hughes that, Brothers. Yeah, Hughes, like Ernie Dickerson, uh, Reggie Hudlin. He, yeah, uh, Reggie yeah. Hudlin actually did like a lot of movies back then. I didn't realize House yeah. Party, Boomerangs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so they all this this kind of came out of that. And um, it uh, Spike Lee's cousin also had a few movies out there at the time too. Yeah, so it, it was like it was it, it was a hard sell it, as, as far as I know. Like the trailer didn't show. Um, it was marketed as a horror film, but it, this movie deals with a lot of social issues, which I think kind of turned a lot of people off at the time, which will, as we watch the movie, you'll, you'll tell, you can tell. Um, and a lot of these social issues are still relevant. So I'm, I don't, I'm excited to watch this. I haven't, like I said, I've seen it, but I haven't seen, it's been a while since I've seen it. So, you know, I'm, I'm ready to go. I got my Reese's pieces. I got my drink. <laughs> ready to, ready to. I got my junk food here yeah. also. Ready to voodoo and chill. <laughs> <laughs> we probably should never use that in this sentence again. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, if anything, that actually might be the name of this podcast. <laughs> voodoo. <and chill. laughs> but yeah, but yeah, this is a this is a uh, Tales from the Hood. It's a black horror movie. It's it's an anthology movie. It's four. It's like Tales from the Crypt. You know, or creep show. It's uh, four four short films in one movie, and uh, yeah, like the Twilight Zone, like you know, just short half hour flicks, and uh, all in one flick. So yeah, so whenever you're ready, cool. I guess, can we skip the four play and get right to the movie? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> all right, I'm I'm gonna press uh, whatever on here. So yeah. I don't know. We're gonna sync up as best we can. But yeah. I wanna, okay, in three, two. One. Here we go. Okay, I just pressed watch. And okay. Here we go. That's, that's why I pressed oh, watch also. So it, I got it's low the FBI enough. warning going. <laughs> oh, you're at the FBI warning? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Piracy right, is not a victimless crime, y'all. That's where I am. Okay. <laughs> Unauthorized reproduction. Not, Ooh, yeah, reproduction. R-rated for brutal violence. Not a, okay, so you're, you're a little violence. bit ahead of me. You're a little All bit right. ahead of me. Uh, <laughs> I'm at R-rated. Okay. I just popped up. Okay. Okay. Let's see what we got next. Oh. Uh, let me know when the Universal uh, Yeah, Universal is. is going. Okay. Do, 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 do. You should be able to hear it. I'm going to turn this down some. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, for copyright reasons, we'll turn the volume down. <laughs> so like I was saying, this is a studio movie, a studio-backed black horror film by black filmmakers. You know? I mean, it's different from the black exploitation films of the 60s and 70s. You know, you had black people in act doing action movies and shit. But you had horror movies back then, also like Blackula. Yeah, but they were Blackula, made by Spray. they were primarily made by white people. You know, this was a, yeah. this is a black crew, black writers, directors, actors, all you know, all doing this. So it's okay. I got Buffalo. Oh yeah, right. damn! This is old. What, 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 what studio was this? This dude. This is like Savoy Pictures. Something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. Like that, yeah. Forty Acres and a Mule. That's a Spike Lee's production team. Mm-hmm. I mean, production company. Darren Scott. Don't know who that is. 
There you go. Rusty hmm. Tundia. Hey, Google. Caption on. Oh, I turned off Google. Never mind. Tales from the Hood. Here yeah. we go. So just by the logo, you can tell it's pretty campy, you know, comic Damn, Corbin Versa got top billing on this. Oh, yeah. Well, they, the studio got I mean, to put... This is the, this is the, the studio got to sell it, man. They got, yeah, I mean, it was the 90s, so yeah, you're going to put him in your movie. Yeah. The skull has a gold teeth, really? Yeah. Okay, let me let me get with, ready for this. With the six six six, David Allen Greer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. He oh was, yeah, he was that's everything right. back then. I forgot. That's right. I forgot he's in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I won't. I, like I said, I won't spoil because wait till you see him in this movie. Michael Massey. I think I know who that is. Paula J. Parker. Oh, I had yeah. the biggest crush on her. Back in the- <laughs> now was she? She was from Friday, right? Friday, Joe Torre. Yeah, he was in all these movies back then also. Yeah, Dwayne Whitaker, I recognize that name. Clarence Williams, Clarence third. Clarence Williams, third, yep. Is he yep. still alive? Tom Wright. So he's the Crypt Keeper, keeper or whatever. Basically, yeah. Okay. So that, so that little sequence, the title sequence, is almost like a, a comic book. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Subwolf is in the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> this is '90s. Got to be somewhere in L- somewhere in California. Oh, that guy. Oh fuck. The guy in the he's the uh asshole that gets his ass whooped in every hood movie back in the nineties. Yeah, that yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't know what his <laughs> name is, but Yeah. Sims Funeral Home, okay. So you got the creepy organ music playing. Okay, so why are they going to a funeral home at midnight? For some reason, I don't know. Got to do that. Got to put in that work. <laughs> I guess. Got to do that dirt, man. It's never, <laughs> it's never during the daytime. Home. Yeah. Okay. Spike Lee, executive producer. They really finna rob a funeral home? <laughs> it's better things you can be doing with your time. He plays the same fucking dude. You know, he reminds me of Hector. You know, in the in the new, like he's the uh the Mexican bad guy in every movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> he was like before Danny Trejo became got got his top billing. Right. and Darren Scott. Okay, Sam's Funeral Home. A little casual for the Robert Funeral Home. Yeah, I'm gonna turn the I'm gonna turn the mic captions on. 
I think I've ever seen that dude before. I kind of see what you're saying. They probably don't know what kind of tone they're trying to take this movie. You can tell like it's conflicting tones right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like he doesn't know if it wants to be like a comedy like Friday or wants to be, you know, Miss Society or wants to be a horror movie. What the fuck was that? That was ice. You talking about the ice? No, I'm talking about like why why did he run into that shit comedy shit? Because he was scared. <laughs> He's I, the scared one. He's the shadow. Right. You gotta have right, you gotta have that one guy that's scared. Yeah, I mean, just the dialogue is totally 90s, all the slang. Right. <laughs> weedy, weedy, whack. <laughs> yeah. Listen to a lot of, a lot of Dre and, 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 and Mac-10 albums. <laughs> right. Like, why was every hood movie in the 90s in California? Like, black people live other places in California. <laughs> Now is that does Clance Williams have that gap in his teeth for real, or is that like a mouthpiece somewhere? No, he's like that in every movie. He he was like that on the Mod Squad. Okay. He does a great. He's got a great performance in this movie. <laughs> yeah, so was, even though he plays that same role in every yeah. movie. <laughs> but you know what I liked him in? I liked him in Deep Cover, where he played the the cop. He was the cop, the Christian, like the born again Christian cop who who didn't swear. <laughs> okay. See, I didn't see that one either. Oh man, that's great. Yeah. I did see him in uh the Dave Chappelle movie, High High, not High High. Oh, oh, uh, oh the Weed Dave Chappelle ha- movie. Half baked. Half baked. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, deep cover is great. That's like, rob him or something. La- Larry, Larry Fish. That was when Larry Fishburne was still going by Larry. Right, <laughs> uh, right, Larry Fishburne, right. <laughs> You'll get the shit. You'll be knee deep in the shit. <laughs> Only reason I know that line is I heard it in the rap song. <laughs> they might have been referencing this movie. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. It, it was a sample in that, that exact line. <laughs> knee deep in the shit. <laughs> So he's going to tell a story about how this guy in this casket died. They're basically there to collect drugs, which they call the shit. I guess they, he's got some shit to sell these these guys that he found, that he's willing to sell them. And that's why they're there. But first he's going to tell them some tales. Somehow. Right, before they're going to, okay, so yeah. they're not there to rob him then. Yeah. He's got some contraband. He claims yeah. to have some contraband in the funeral that they're interested in. So now we're going to find, we're good. this is the first story, we're going to find out how this guy died.
Okay, do they see that? Probably not. Oh, he's a cop. Okay. Yeah. Got a bus tail light. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. White people harass black people. Glad those days are over. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> so he's a black cop, this guy. And again, this was, you know, during this time, you know, he had NWA with Fuck the Police. Right. You know, the Rodney King, the L.A. Riots. Just This just was like a couple years after the L.A. Riots. You know? So this was fresh in the... The zeitgeist of the of, of the culture, right. American culture, and then obviously in L.A. or California, somewhere yeah. like that. So. Ice T, they did the well, body count did cop killer, right? Cop killer, yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh wow. I was going to say, somebody pull out a cell phone, but I forgot this is the 90s. <laughs> oh, so the black cop just sitting in the car, just turn up the music. Okay. Yeah. Political agitator. Yeah. They're targeting him. Right. Yeah. So again, like we talked about this when we were talking about Luke Cage and Black Panther, you know, he's a black cop and he's, you know, surrounded by white officers. And, right. You know, he's he, conflicted in the force. Right. Yeah. And, and again, with you don't you won't get that perspective that the, 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 the filmmakers are don't know the perspective. You know, so. Right. That's where diversity matters. Representation matters. But the fact that this movie is made by a black by black people. You get that. Right. You get that perspective, which especially I, when you have a, a black cop in there, you know, conflicted about the situation. So. Yeah. 
Okay, so they took him to the station, rubbed him up. Oh, that's right. I, I knew that. So yeah, this guy. So this guy they got is a. He's a he's an activist. Right, and they basically were targeting him because he was an yeah. activist. Yeah. Yeah, so he was he was a he was a cop or a you know, he was going after okay. corrupt cops. So they're gonna right, so they're gonna shoot him up with something. Yeah. Heroin, whatever. Plant the drugs on him. Make it look like he's a uh, phony, this hypocrite. Oh, they're really gonna throw dope in his trunk. <laughs> like any drug addict's gonna just put their fucking needle in. Exactly. <laughs> What movie did I see that they shot the dude and then they like sprinkled cocaine over his body before he walked <laughs> off or some shit? I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's crazy that they didn't have to kill him. They could have just discredited him. Yeah. I mean, and that, just put get a bad name, name in the media, and that actually probably been more damage. Yeah, man. Killing him, you make him a martyr. Put it all on Facebook. Exactly. <laughs> Ruin his career. Exactly. That that wouldn't be more damage than actually killing him. So yeah, so basically this guy goes gets in a guilt-ridden depression, kind of right, quits a, quits the force and becomes a yeah alcoholic drug addict. So obviously that's the drugs talking. And this this cop actor, he I've seen him around too. I know, I've seen him before too. I mean he's older now, but you yeah. know. Yeah. And that cop, he's been or he was in a that Vice Squad, I believe. What was that called? Vice? He played that pimp? Who, <laughs> the killer pimp? Right. Oh, this is oh, like old Oh, Vice school. Squad. Was that that... Oh, uh, I can't remember that guy's name. Emma Stone movie? And the Ryan Gosling guy? No, this is uh like in early 80s. Okay. It was like... He was like a ramrod. That was his name. <laughs> <laughs> he was a killer pimp named Ramrod. <laughs> <laughs> He plays a good asshole. He's always playing an asshole. 
That's a guy named was Morehouse, okay. Now him, they should kill. <laughs> yep, there's, always, there's always the one scared guy, the shaggy. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. A staple of horror movies. Kind of like the jump scare, that's all. <laughs> Did you jump? Did that make you jump? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why does he got a, a southern accent when he's in California? Right. <laughs> Just to let you really know he's racist. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what I said. 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 Yeah, what I said.
<laughs> I don't know about you, but I can't piss on you. Right. I... <laughs> Especially with a bunch of dudes watching. You. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of cops watching. Right. <laughs> Oh, oh, man. <laughs> Good old revenge. Okay, from that's the when boat. you run. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember the sideways uh, gun drift? Right. <laughs> the secure shirt. <laughs> Back as a zombie. Cool. Yeah. Zombie revenge. Another staple of the old Tales from the Crypt creepy comic books. Now you run. <laughs> now, this actor, Tom Wright, he mm-hmm. played a zombie in Creep Show 2, the, the, the oh. hitchhiker uh, story. Thanks okay. for the ride, lady. I don't know if you ever seen Creep Show Two, but so it's almost like they're paying an homage to Creep Show Two, which is another horror anthology where he, where this guy played a zombie. Well, a zombie, he moved kind of fast. They were. Oh yeah, this ain't a Romero zombie. This is a right supernatural, uh, yeah, <laughs> a vengeful zombie. <laughs> What the hell? Okay, that was good. <laughs> I forgot about You know what? I think that made me jump when I first saw that in the theater. <laughs> right. I, I think I would have saw that coming. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. And I'm jaded. I've seen all kinds of horror flicks. And I, I, <laughs> hardly anything ever makes me jump. But I think I, that might have got me when I first saw it. <laughs> Damn, he's fast. Is Zoop Strong going to flip the car? Oh, no. That's right, zombies don't do that. Okay. So he's kind of like the crow. He's coming back. So I, I don't really watch zombie movies. So do zombies have different movie rules depending on the movie like vampires do? Yeah. I mean, okay. Like, in, in like The Walking Dead or George Romero, yeah, they're undead corpses that are just eat, they want to eat human flesh. You know, okay. If you get bit by it's like they're like a disease. Kind of like a vampire. You get bit by one, you turn into one. This is just okay. a, a zombie, a vengeful, revengeful beyond the grave. All right, decapitation. 
Every horror movie. Obviously, eight kids. Nice. Every horror movie needs one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he didn't eat it. Oh, he just cut it off. Okay. Yeah. So he's kind of like, yeah, like I said, he's like the crow. He's back to revenge. Right some wrongs. Didn't Mark Hamill play in a movie like that? Mark Hamill? Yeah. Like a movie where he died and came back and killed a bunch of people? I don't know. I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, that was Charlie Sheen. That's who it was. Charlie Sheen? Yeah. I think it was called The Wraith. I think oh, that's what it was called. yeah. When he was riding that car. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't see that. The crow always reminded me of that for some reason. Okay. Know. You can't get away. Okay, he got to get creative this time. So how's he gonna go? Oh, what the hell is that? All the from all the high or something? What the hell? Cheap special effects, I guess. <laughs> yeah, CGI was in its infinite. Stage. Oh, telekinesis. Okay, yeah, there you go. Get creative. <laughs> No, he's Magneto in his ass. <laughs> oh, he's on the cross. So this is totally Yeah, this is some subtle commentary again. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was kind of okay. cool. Like those, like yeah. See nowadays you don't get those practical effects much anymore. That was right, that, that, CGI. Yeah, right. that actually looked kind of cool. <laughs> There's that appeal to practical effects, you know. Right. You know, you, yeah, it looks kind of fake, but it's also kind of cool looking <laughs> when done right. That was that was kind of cool. He's gonna put him in the wall too. Oh, he thought he was gonna get out. Oh, he went nuts. He went cuckoo. Yeah, throw him in the nut house. Wow. 
So again, like you know, like get out. Still didn't explain how he died. Another dead body. the story number two. Oh, so there's a little boy in the casket, okay. Oh, this kid. I've seen this kid around. Yeah, I think I have too. Brandon Hammond, is that his name? He's not acting anymore. Former child star. He's in Mars Attacks, Menace to Society. All those movies came out around the same time. Yeah, so. Soul Food. Oh, yeah, he was a little boy in Soul Food. Okay, yeah. Waiting to Exhale, The Fan, Strange Days, he's in Space Jam. So that's yeah, isn't that him? That's Rusty Kundiak. Yeah, that's the director. yeah, yeah. That's what that's what I thought. Yeah. So he's the director, writer, and director of the movie. Also acted. He was also acted in Fear of the Black Hat. As, right. Uh, he was like the main guy. In was it was the uh, Froggy something? Or what the fuck was it? Mm-hmm. Ice Froggy Frog or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> So now we're dealing with the uh, with the issue of child abuse, right? Domestic violence, and the monster. Yeah, she was on Living Color. Yeah, I was about to say she looks familiar. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> 
like, I've seen her before. Yeah, right, on the river call. <laughs> Monster in the Closet. Yeah. And that's another taps in the childhood cues. Yeah, Monster in the Closet, Monster in the Bed, you know, mm -hmm. Monster in the Basement. Those childhood cues. I'm sure every kid at some point sat up in the middle of the night in the dark, freaking out over some shit. <laughs> right. Every well, I mean, in my grandma's house, it was always something squeaky and noisy at night. Oh yeah, so. yeah. Looks <laughs> like he's got comic books on the wall. Could it be? Hmm. Like I said, if they just cut the movie off right there, they could be interpreted so many ways. Yeah. And the teacher notices the bruises on his arms. Right. So yeah, like, like, let get out how it dealt with issues, social issues. This this movie was, you know, everyone's you know, praised Get Out for doing that. This right. was doing this was doing it too. I mean i guess you could say about the movie it was just ahead of its time. Yeah. And you don't I mean, sometimes horror does that. I mean sci fi is always being used as an allegory to deal with um, societal problems. But mm -hmm. um, you don't get a lot of horror movies that do that, you know. Romero, George Romero did it with all his zombie movies. You know, they were always a rep right. the zombie movies were always a representation of some sort of social commentary, political commentary. Yeah, the teacher getting disturbed by the, the kids' artwork. That happened to me, like in fourth, fifth grade. I drew some monster and had drew, drew a bunch of blood and shit. And my, the teacher, teacher, freaked, out teacher and... freaked out and fucking threw it away and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
You're going to see the monster again. Did it look like him? Yeah, I think goes. Oh, that was a drawing of the boy. Right, that's what I'm saying. It looked like the boy. Yeah, so that was the kid who was bullying him. And he just, you know, he crumpled up the paper, and now the kid's got broken arms and legs. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's Mr. Glass. See, it's that child's play voodoo shit they doing. Yeah, there she go. No, yeah, there she is. Eviction notice. Now you see why I had a crush on her. <laughs> Was she in a fear of the black hat too? I don't know. But she was in another one of his movies too. I'm gonna look her up real quick. Ton of shit. But no, I don't know. I don't think she was. So I'm not seeing it on here. Yeah, she's been in a bunch of movies. Yeah. Yeah. Look, 
Again, symptoms of uh, domestic violence. The mother taking right. it out on her child. Because you said the dad died, so obviously it must be her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Then the picture starts getting clear. Yeah, I kind of. Don't tell me David Allen Greer is the monster of this story. (laughs) I mean, you kind of saw where the story was going. Yeah. Now, for those who don't know, David Allen Greer was is known for comedy. (laughs) Right. And he was on In Living Color. Right. That's like, like you, you've never seen him in a horror movie or anything like that. Well, even, even, even a serious role, like yeah. never. Was it, was it Man on Film or whatever? Right. <laughs> well, you can't do that these days. You can't, do, they wouldn't be able to do that these days. <laughs> yeah, half of those, like 75% of those sketches on In Living Color would not fly today. Yeah. You got a whole generation that their idea of comedy is internet yeah. cat videos. <laughs> <laughs> Like, even mimicking those sketches today will get you in trouble. Yeah. Have you ever seen Amazon Women on the Moon? I've never even heard of that. Oh, David Allen Greer. Don No Soul Simmons. Fucking hilarious. Okay. So, yeah. It's, it's yeah. Like some kind of late night Skinamax movie or something. Yeah, it, it basically. <laughs> and that's another. It's like the Kentucky Fried movie where it's just a bunch of sketches. Like random sketches. And stuff. Okay. Yeah, Arsenio Hall was in it. He's got. His scene is great. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, Don No Soul Simmons, David Allen. I'll post you know, post that to the page, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll look that one up. So it's yeah, it's just wild seeing what David Allen Greer is known for, and then you see him in this. It's just it's, it's right. It's just wild. weird, especially if you've seen him in so much other stuff. Yeah, like I said, the men on film from <laughs> from *Any Living Color*. <laughs> oh, so he's the monster. Yeah, because that's how he sees him. Mm-hmm. 
That was a pretty cool shot. I mean, that's all practical. The shadow right. on the wall and then him in the foreground. That's some German expressionism filming techniques. Damn. That's a damn right hook. That's a palm strike. That's like harder than a fist. Right. I'm surprised she ain't I mean, that shit could kill you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> surprised she's still conscious. Yeah, fucking push your nose in the back of your head. Yeah. Yeah, now this scene. This this scene almost got basically got them an X rating. They had to cut this scene shorter. Wow. Yeah, because this this beat the belt scene was way longer in the uncut version. Did they have an uncut version? Not that I know of. All I know is they, they had to cut that scene way down because they uh it went way out like he beat her for a long time with that belt. That was like Monster. lots of tattoos. Yeah, he yeah, palm striking everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess they went they, they tested audiences. And um I guess him punching like the the boy or the Yeah, like I guess the belt scene at first they they said audiences were laughing, but then as the beating went on the the, the crowd went silent. Yeah. I mean because they don't know how to take David Allen Greer, they're probably just waiting for him to just do something, you know, to make them laugh. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying, like this type of movie the audience isn't wasn't ready for a movie like this in the nineties. Yeah. And it's it's really emphasizing the real life horror. You know, like the ghost right. and the zombie and all that shit, that's all comical. That's what's making us laugh. But this right. violent stuff is actually played for shock value. Mm -hmm. Jesus. Yeah, this is some brutal shit. Right. So you know if you're supposed to laugh, you know if you're supposed to be disgusted, yeah, disturbed, this, this scared. Ain't, yeah, this ain't, you know, this ain't horror for fucking, you know, cathartic enjoyment, you know? Right. <laughs> This is just brutality. Yeah, this is some shit out of a Lifetime movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so now he's making me laugh. Like I'm saying. <laughs> right. <laughs> like this is. But you don't know he's supposed to laugh because it was like uncomfortable just a second ago. Yeah. Yeah, like shit like this. That's what I'm saying. Him over the frying pan, you know. It's like some shit out of *In Living Color*. Yeah, like the heart, like the, the 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 supernatural element is played for laughs. And, right. You know, like but you, the real life, like the human, the real life horror is what's what's selling this this the, the whole the story, like the cops, the cops, right. the police police brutality and all that shit. They that that was the horror. That was the bad guys. You know. Right. <laughs> They're really just playing this off like nothing is wrong. Like, oh well. 
Like he just killed him with voodoo and they didn't think anything about it. <laughs> yeah. Who wants a rainy rose? Oh, there's this <laughs> That's what they saw. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what the boy was. So that I had a total shining shout out. The little boy with the weird powers and stuff. Right. Oh, yeah, this one. <laughs> Clarence Williamson hadn't blinked yet. <laughs> he does do a good, like, insane, insane crazy face. <laughs> right. <laughs> Makes himself like, he's got to have some high ass blood pressure. Make him sweat like that all the time. Right. Clenching up all the way, like Ric Flair. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Give yourself a stroke. There we go. Okay. He got top billing and he wasn't in the movie till yeah, like an, an hour. hour in. <laughs> He's just paycheck effort. <laughs> That asshole. Yeah. He's an asshole in every movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, another another uh, Spike Lee alumni. Right. Yeah, Roger. What's his name? Roger Guinevere or something? Roger something. Guinevere Smith? I just yeah. know he's an asshole in every yeah. movie, man. Plays a great asshole. Oh, he's supposed to be like David Duke. Okay. Yeah. Now, for those okay. who don't know, David Duke was an actual, like, politician who was running for, what, governor? Oh, I think he is governor or something. Yeah, and, look up and he Duke. had ties to the KKK. No, still has ties to the KKK. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's friends with Trump. Isn't he friends with buddies with Trump? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he endorsed Trump and everything. <sighs> Let's see. Oh... Yeah, former representative of Louisiana. I, I didn't know if he was like still there or whatever, but yeah, he's ever since Trump got in office, he's been very active again. I put it like that. Yeah. And again, this was I mean, this was on like when we heard that shit, like back then, everyone right. freaked out, like, oh my god, a KKK guy as a politician, right. you know, dividing, you know, playing race at, at the race card to divide you know, the population and to, you know, to get votes, you know, and right. You know, this was 20 years ago. Like, Unapologetically un about it. It wasn't like, yeah. oh, I was in the clan, but ten, wait, no, 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 no. He just uh, unapologetically. Yeah. I'm still in the clan. Still got ties. Still go to meetings, you know? Yeah. And fucking people shut that. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't get very. Far. 
Right. But the remember the whole Trump- tick tape Nazi thing? Yeah. David Duke was there. Yep. <laughs> and this was 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so people want to freak out about Trump. Like, how the right. fuck did Trump get it all? Like, this right. is how. <laughs> this is how. Right. <laughs> people have always been racist. <laughs> And his name is actually Duke. They're not yeah. even pretending. This yeah. isn't. <laughs> They're right, wearing it right on their sleeve with their commentary. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and he's living in this this old plantation house. Right, antebellum home. Yeah. Yeah. So he's the his public relations guy. Right. He's the he's the I I, I, I I'm I'm look, I'm not racist, I got a black friend guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh he's Kanye West, okay. <laughs> music that, that uh, Twilight I heard that, that that violin that fiddle that music in Twilight Zone and like uh, wasn't it in Gremlins and shit but <laughs> they gotta be in like Louisiana or something yeah I mean, he looks like Trump almost.
Oh, wow. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Look at Ayana back there. I'm a Melania. This one's. Was he? Might have been. I can't remember. Yeah, that's a that's a horror trope. The old mm -hmm. the old towns guy, townsman who is warning you about the the local spooky stuff. <laughs> yeah, almost like he like he put a curse on you. Yeah. yeah. Don't go there. That's got a death curse. You know. VHS. That's a big ass VCR. <laughs> right. <laughs> so this is another uh, uh, in, uh, Rusty Kundiak or whatever. His, his name. Uh, he was inspired by a trilogy of terror, which was like a TV movie. It was like three horror films or three horror stories in one movie. And in there, there was a doll, the Zuni doll, evil little uh, doll that was stalking Karen Black. So that was his main inspiration for this one, this, this story. Okay. Yeah. The doll. Yeah. 
Here's Chucky. Oh, yeah. Little Chucky shout out. <laughs> yeah, that that ain't subtle at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's like a Facebook post right there. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I guess Spike Lee really had to come in and save this story because they were running out of money and okay. to do the animation for the for the dolls so the uh, doll really hadn't done anything though. I guess we're waiting for that oh, point the, right the, now we just see the dolls yeah. yeah so Spike Lee because you know I think by now Spike Lee had done like Malcolm X and yeah, he had done a bunch of movies by now. Yeah, winning Oscars and stuff. Yeah, um, so he... Wait, wait, uh, they didn't, he didn't win anything for Malcolm X, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, I don't he know what he did. I think he was nominated. I don't think he won anything. I don't know. But, but was... yeah, but he, he... Spike Lee basically had, you know, had clout to pull with... Had a pull with the studios. So he basically yeah. got them... You know, well, slapping his name on it is how this movie got made. Yeah. Basically. Because I guess the way this, the, the original ending of this story um, was a little confusing, so they, they, they wanted to revamp it. Like, no, we gotta, we gotta show some stuff. So it's just they ran out of the budget. So they had to, yeah, so Spike Lee, you know, got, got the studios to, to give a little bit more for the budget. Oh, shit. Okay, and again, not, not subtle, not subtle at all. Beat it. Beating with the American flag. Right. <laughs> okay, now they got the dog actually moving. Yeah. <laughs> Just kick the damn dog. They should do that with Chucky. <laughs> like, again, the horror stuff is, like, funny. That's right. what you laugh at. <laughs> I mean, and we've seen horror movies that are funny before. I mean, we've yeah. seen it happen before. Yeah. But it's dealing with real life, like, terror. This is a racist asshole who's, gonna, who's running for <laughs> office. He's got a fucking dark like Gizmo from fucking Gremlins and shit. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. He'll shoot it? <laughs> And that's it. <laughs> Can't be that easy. Uh oh. There's more. 
More dolls missing off the painting. And she's healed. Yeah. So she was essentially putting all the souls of the slaves into these dolls, sort of saving them. <laughs> yep, you can't make this movie now. <laughs> right. Load that gun? Now, how many times did I load that gun? Exactly. <laughs> He's coming at me. <laughs> Get on the floor with him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, they spent money on this. Okay. <laughs> Again, this was you know CGI was in its infancy. Right. You know, only Spielberg and like James Cameron could afford CGI back then. <laughs> well, this looked like stop motion. Yeah. yeah, yeah, this is stop motion. I mean, yeah, I mean CGI is every everything's done with CGI. Oh shit. <laughs> She let them all loose. Man, none of them left. Flag's not gonna save you. <laughs> freedom, man. Just fight him with freedom. <laughs> Charge. So now she's coming after him. Watch it happen. <laughs> she's net, she's voodoo and chilling. <laughs> no pun intended, man. <laughs> no, I guess that actress is that actress is his mom, uh, Rusty's mom. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So, like, yeah, in the original ending for this story, I guess. 
um, like the reporters found Corbin Burnson hanging, like oh. just hanging, like, and you, it was left up to interpretation. Did the dolls do it or did he or go did crazy? He do it himself, yeah. suicide. Or, and they, they thought that was just a weekend and said, oh, we got to do something cooler. So, but you know, because they ran out of budget, that's what they were going to do. And then Spike Lee's like, oh man, let me, let me hook you guys up. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, so they know this guy. Okay. Oh, yeah, of course, back, you know, oh, sound, Spice One. soundtrack, yep, soundtracks were a big thing. <laughs> Soundtracks usually better than the movie. Yeah, <laughs> and my I, my brother had this one. Wu Tang was on this. Oh really? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my brother. Uh, yeah, he was more into hip hop. I was more into metal, and we kind of crossed over. So he'd buy mm-hmm. all the rap shit, and I'd buy all the metal shit, and you know. It looked like a horror movie car. <laughs> so did you notice that the, the, those three guys knew this guy? Uh, I, I must have missed that part. Yeah, they it. knew him. Like, when they opened the cast, like, hey, I, you know this guy. That's Ricky Harris. Oh, yeah. The comedian. Okay. Yeah. Great use of music. I mean, I like this sequence. I mean, using the, yeah, the hood, urban violence with the, the gothic soundtrack. Right. Oh shit. Where the armor police come? <laughs> they rolled up on them all quick. <laughs> Emphasizing the black cop. Yeah, she's played in like a yeah. shitload of movies. Ro- what's her name? Rosalind. Wait, Cash? that guy. Oh yeah. oh yeah, he was the boss on Chuck. Okay, and he was in Fear of a Black Hat. Yeah, he was. He was, he the was DJ. one of the rappers. Yeah. yeah, he was the DJ. 
Yeah. Now she was in uh, Omega Man. I was going to say she was in Omega Man, yeah, yep. with uh, Charlton Heston. Yep, which was inspired by I Am Legend. That was a remake of I Am Legend, which of yep. course Will Smith butchered. Which was also a remake of Last Man on Earth. Yeah. Well, the original story was I Am Legend, written by uh, written by Richard Matheson, who wrote for the Twilight Zone. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, and that so I Am Legend did that story because I'm hearing that story, the original story. Invented zombies? Basically. The original story was vampires. Um, but yeah, yeah. But they, they were like different. Yeah. The Vincent Price movie was vampires. But in Omega Man, there were these weird mutants. Um, and then, of course, in, I, in, I, in Will Smith's version, they were like weird. Yeah, like zombies created by a virus or whatever. Yeah. But, but, that, but that, pot, that was one of the first post-apocalyptic stories ever written the, the 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 like the downfall of modern society and yeah. survive survivors trying to live in the wake of it you know that invent like stephen king wrote the stand you know inspired by that and yeah george romero you know basically uh fashioned night of living dead after that you know the the, the survivors stuck in a farmhouse sort of fighting off a world full of monsters and that's what you know, he just came up with these living corpses instead of the vampires. But in the original story, it was like one man versus a world of vampires, and he'd hold up in his house. So yeah, that's a uh, I Am Legend is a a very uh, pinnacle of uh, of horror <laughs> in the evolution of horror, modern. Horror. Yeah, like you wouldn't get a lot of stories without it. You know? mm-hmm. It invented zombies. It invented post-apocalypse. You know. Oh yeah, this guy. I see a lot of I Am Legend and Blade also. Yeah. Not yeah. the comic, but the the movie. It's like if you were to see the original story, because the thing is, the reason they call it I Am Legend is because he became the boogeyman. Yeah. Yeah. That them. was that was the twist. Yeah. yeah. In a world full of vampires, it's the man who's breaking right. into the right. breaking into their houses every night, killing them. <laughs> right, and it's just the same thing with Blade. Blade became the boogeyman to the vampires. Yeah. So yeah, he's being uh, this guy's uh, got a cellmate, a, a, a racist skinhead cellmate. Okay. Hell Hydra.
Yeah, so Rusty Kundiev, the director, says he's had, like, people, like, guys come up to us and they quit gang- gangbanging because of this movie. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. So it, it affected them that much. So, yeah, so what's going on here is he's being put into this top-secret government criminal rehabilitation program. Okay. So it's very a clockwork order. Like, again, the oranges. That's, like, I'm just noticing that now. This the story was inspired by a clockwork orange, and he's got the oranges just right <laughs> in the Right, okay. Yeah. I would love to hear, like, Rusty's commentary on this movie. That's the thing. Yeah. They, they just released the, this on Blu-ray. Scream Factory finally put out a, a special edition of this movie, like, last year. I want to get... That's why yeah, I, you know I, I'm saying this video transfer looks pretty good, you know, yeah. for like a 95. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't buy, I'm just renting this on Voodoo because I, I want to, I want to like buy the Blu-ray and get the, get all the extra shit. Screen Factory does an awesome job with, with uh, you know, their, their restorations of, you know, old horror flicks and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this will have a ton of, ex- yeah, the Blu-ray has a ton of extras. I'm sure it's going to have commentary tracks and shit. Was <laughs> that going on his what the- what the- <laughs> Just one more twist. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the women are in charge. Another, another blatant commentary. <laughs> blatant symbolism. Right, tying him down. Yeah, 
Yeah, the, like the horror elements of the movie, the horror movie elements are funny. You know, that stupid contraption. That's all right. funny and campy, but this shit is fucked up. The real life horror, god damn, this is like fucked up. This is shocking. Right, stuff that you see and then they're using like real footage in there. Yeah. Pretty sure I think that was Emmett Till that just showed. So how long he been down there? Cause he yeah. he's grown a full beard now. <laughs> yeah, this is like totally like right after that sequence to go into the strobe lights. This is like totally unnerving. Right. Thank <laughs> you. 
Shot at redemption. <laughs> it's funny because, like, back then, this is when right wingers were talking about gun control. Right. Because, like, yeah, all the gang violence that was going on. Right, because it was vice versa, not school shootings. Yeah. So now they know he knows that they killed him. Right. <laughs> Clarence Williams doing what he does best. Oh, 
<laughs> this won't end well. <laughs> Heat vision. <laughs> oh, there's the CGI that must have cost them. Right. <laughs> That's all they could afford. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay, I didn't see that coming. To the mortuary, okay. <laughs> Road cop revolution. Boys do get bruised. KKK come up and hardcore convert. Okay, so hey, name a guy named Duke Eli. Smith. Oh, the old the old man was named Eli. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Pretty good movie. Tonally wise, it was kind of all over the place. I get they were trying to, you know, blend different genres. I don't know how successful it was. Oh, uh, because it jumped from like, you know, funny to scary to social commentary to yeah. horror to real life like social commentary. So yeah, it's like like the real life horror elements is what I think drives it. I think because. All the supernatural stuff, like the zombie, the you know the the kid with the paper, the voodoo. Right, David paper. and Greer turned to a pretzel. And, yeah, yeah. And, and you know you 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 kind of root for the, the the monsters. The monsters are actually the good guys in this movie, you know. Right. Or the supernatural elements, you know, they're sort of uh, there to right the because wrongs. they've already they've always done they've been wrong, so they just you know. Yeah, the the, the the human horror is the threat. Like humans are the are what's causing. 
the the horror and pain and misery of this monster. Yeah, the, the humans are the real monsters. Yeah, and it's the supernatural element that's sort of taking revenge on them. So. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's been a while. You know, yeah, some of the effects are dated and stuff. But, yeah, I but, mean, uh, for a night, but they didn't, it wasn't overdone. That's the thing. They yeah. knew when to use it. It wasn't like the movie was based on special effects. It was a few scenes here and, and that's it, you know. Yeah. Honestly, for that time, like the stop motion puppets, like the 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 slave dolls, I thought it was pretty good for the the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and there's an appeal to some, to those practical effects that you don't you don't get to see that on there. Uh, you know, you don't get to see the the craftsmanship, you know, that going into that to those practical effects because you know it's all done in CGI. It's all done in a computer, and you can tell there's that suspended. You know, you don't get that suspended belief of, of, of you know, that the, the effect is really there. Right. And, and practical effects are always going to immerse you more than CGI will. Yeah. And that may be the problem with so much CGI in the movie, it makes it kind of feel lifeless. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like a video game. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> you know. So. But, but cool. yeah, I mean, as, as far as horror movie goes, I mean, yeah, this is, it, yeah, it, it's got that... There is that fun sort of campy element to the movie, especially since it is an anthology and it's based on Tales from the Crypt and it's going for that funny sort of dark comedy. Because but, that's how Tales from the Crypt was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, these sort of dark, dark, dark humor. And but with this, it was like you got those that you know those those sprinkles of social commentary. Well, there was a lot of social commentary. Yeah. yeah. But I think yeah, it, 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 was, it was it was jarring for a lot of audience. If you look at the I think the Rotten Tomatoes review is only got forty something. Percent. Well, the the trailer doesn't really sit because I remember the trailers for this movie. Yeah, it don't really not. I'm not saying it don't sell you, but it don't prepare you for what you're getting. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, this is like like you're saying. I mean, police brutality was was you know that even back then people were denying it. that you know people you know supporting the cops that beat up Rodney King. You know and. You know, well, he shouldn't have been speeding. He shouldn't have blah, 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 blah. You know, they, you had that even back then. You had, you know, people justifying these cops' actions. You had all those relevant issues that are still going on today that they dealt with um, back then. I think that's it turned a lot of people off, I think. You know, so they didn't yeah, so expect the horror, kind of, yeah. Yeah, people kind of conflicted on the issue that they were trying to bring yeah. up. Yeah, so. and here's a horror movie that's just dealing with these, you know, Dealing but, with the hard, but it's a hard movie that doesn't let you know what you're getting when you walk in it. You don't know it's going to you know, have a commentary on Rodney King or yeah. David Duke, you know, or gang violence, you know. And I've heard people criticize Get Out because, oh, that movie was so racist. Oh, my God, I couldn't, I couldn't watch it all. Like, that's the point of the movie, though. Right. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that it's dealing with it, it, it deals with racism head on. It, it takes you to those. It makes right, and, and it's dealing from a, yeah. from people that you think that believe that racism is over, or racism doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, those are the most racist people in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> and from a perspective that not a lot of people hear from, you know. Right, because most people think racism, you know, comes from the South, or it must be some, you know, rednecks something like that. But none of these guys in Get Get Out were like that. They were, yeah. you know, middle class. De- they were Democrats. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. So. So yeah, I mean, I, like I, it's been years since I seen it. I still enjoy it. Um, like that that ending. My favorite story is still the last story. Just right. Because that that just, that one has the most you know social commentary. That's the one that hits hits home. Yeah. You know? I mean the other the other stories. Yeah, they dealt with other issues and you know and, and but th- that one really was powerful. 
made a very powerful statement, especially on, you know, <clears throat> again, the perspective, getting that black perspective of black and black, black on black crime. And, you know, and that, that, that's it's what also I showing like the, like the parallels between, you know, black and black crime, yeah. like, like the gang members and the KKK. Yeah. Like, like they're both doing the same job, killing yeah. black people. Yeah. And like I said, seeing it this time, I noticed the cop that shot him was a black cop. So it was like that, that thematically it was showing that, yeah, black people were killing or killing each other. And, like, right. you know, and that's what they were dealing with. Because and, black on black violence was a huge deal back then. you know. Yeah. Yeah. So and it, and it was disturbing. Like as those the, that montage, I mean, damn, I, that like kind of made me sick. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then going into the strobe shit, I'm like, damn, I was fucking with my eyes and I'm getting ahead. This movie's like, you know, unnerving me, and it's doing its job. But well, that's what it's meant to. It's not, you know, that that subject matter isn't meant to be funny. Yeah. Right. It should be unnerving. It but at the same time, if you watch the movie for the first time, you don't know where to laugh, where not to laugh. Yeah. You know, where not to feel uneasy. It kind of. You know, I, I think the second and third watch would be a lot better. But the first watch, you just like, I don't know. Like the entire movie, you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I enjoyed. Um, I still would like to get the Blu-ray and. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed it too. Like I said, first time seeing it, so yeah. Yeah, there you go. And so yeah, we're gonna go ahead and cut off this uh, Twitch stream. We'll have it uploaded. And, uh, yeah, gonna go ahead and cut it off right now. Yeah. Done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Stinger, to stun your mind when 
I bring ya 36 chambers of anger, frustration, been waiting to let loose on the nation. Far from commercial, no need for no rehearsal. Hit you from all angles and form a circle. Go against the grain, get hit close range when I slam. Like Onyx, call get stomped, that's a promise. I represent, here's the evidence. Science and math on a plate to make sense. My technique of speech is deep. Like Leviathan, hitting up your block with rhymes. Rapid firing, shooting for the platinum. Then bring it back to the same place I got the gap. 